This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hello, chickens. We're back in the Theory Dome. Um, I'm enjoying the uh, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey uh, world where I don't know what's happened in the <laughs> the first adventure of Shooty Gut Was Doctor. It's it's still a mystery to me here in the Theoryverse where I'm sealed off in my uh, <laughs> time eddy with Cosmic Ray, who's uh, a bouncer. Um... <laughs> But yes, uh, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, a whole other week of me not knowing what's going on. But please keep your messages coming through. Don't use this as an excuse not to tell me how you felt about the new episode. I want to know because I'm going to be ejected out of this time bubble probably at the end of this week. Or maybe the end of next week, depending how many... Like, I'm still on uh, Wild Blue Yonder. I'm just going to keep going until I get to the end of all of your messages about these last couple of episodes, which of which there are many. Uh, anyway, Wild Blue Yonder, it's Grant's turn at the bat. Um, oh, I used a sporting metaphor. That's going to confuse most of you. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible generalisation uh, because the Doctor plays cricket and we know he knows how to play cricket. So we must have done some investigations to understand the cricket, uh, especially the Americans. Hello, I hope you're enjoying this cricket chat. Uh, Grant says, finally saw the second special. First thoughts, we'll probably rewatch once or twice. One, in the same sentence, too much CGI and love the CGI. Go figure, I don't know how to justify this statement, really, I don't, but both feelings are there. I concur. Grant, I feel the same. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, the CGI is amazing. The CGI is also terrible. <laughs> it's just that that weird moment of, like, the... Yeah, the hallway looks great at some po- points, and then other times it just looks like it's not really there. I think it's just, just some of the um, camera angles and stuff were a bit wonky for what they were trying to do. And even though they were using the technology so that they could see what it would look like um, with certain camera moves, I just, I don't know, I think just one or two of them were not thought out well enough. And maybe that was the thing because they were trusting what it looked like in the pre-visualization stage where it was like half rendered um, and they were using it virtually. So like, you know, because they could see what it was, gonna look like on the monitors while they were filming maybe some of that just didn't kind of quite translate to the final render or i don't know um but yeah there were a couple of moments where it was like oh but like things like that giant uh hallway where they were you know the fake doctor and donna were filling the hallway looked incredible that kind of stuff looked amazing david Tennant popping his head up between his own legs not so good um which was something i think that's something to do with the lighting the angle the it just was a a bit much like it just looks pasted on um but yeah i i absolutely hear what you're saying grant and i agree with you um number two uh he says description 
mash of ideas from Legion, Red Dwarf, and where no one has gone before in Star Trek The Next Generation, an evil amalgamation on the edge of reality, and at one point, Skin of Evil from The Next Generation. Oh, Skin of Evil, that's the um, the Black Metamucil Lake. <laughs> like, apparently, they could, to get the consistency right when they were making the episode, they just poured a bunch of Metamucil into this, like, pond that they'd created on the set. It's a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, I get what you, what you're saying. That's, it, it does have that kind of like weird, um, it's not, it's not like they're omnipotent, but just something that's incomprehensible to us as viewers, but also to them as characters. Like, it's just like, we don't know what this is or what it's doing or what's happening. Um, uh, <laughs> The the number three, uh, Grant says, did the TARDIS push a previous doctor out of the apple tree as described by Tom's doctor? Or was it uh, up to the previous doctor to correct Newton regarding Mavity? Is this what the fights are in the future? It's gravity. No, it's Mavity. No, it's gravity from the Latin for weight. Gravitas, idiot. No, Sir Isaac, hold it. Mavity, read your history books or just moogle it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> I mean, Google's another one. That's from a, the word Google, which is um, not how the grandmother says this. Google, uh, Google, which is like a, a one with a million noughts behind it. Um, but they spelt it differently because it's you can trademark something that you spelt wrong. <laughs> it's, I love that. <laughs> That's how the world works now. It's like, if you spell it wrong, you can trademark it. Um, I'm surprised Doctor Who hasn't, you know, it's <laughs> decided to write it in French. I was like, oh, we can trademark the French version. Um, uh, it's, that is very funny. Uh, I, I'm I'm guessing the, you know, the, the fourth Doctor talking about throwing apples onto Isaac Newton's head. Um, never forget in the 11th Doctor era, it was pointed out that the Doctor lies. And, you know, the Doctor's always big noting, oh, I've met so-and-so, I've met so-and-so. And then sometimes the Doctor meets so-and-so. And it's like, they've never met before. And it's like, well, were you lying about it last time? Or is it because he had a different face? Like, we never know sometimes. I mean, he's, in his own words, has been alive for a billion years. Um... Which, uh, I know someone brought that up, I can't remember where, but I have a theory about that, and that is that, you know, when the Doctor says they're a billion years old now, it's because it's including all of that time spent hammering at that bit of glass, (laughs) that wall, when he was trapped in the confession dial. Um, When Peter Capaldi was just banging on the wall. Uh, That was a long time. So, I guess the Doctor is now a billion years old. Also, if you're factoring in, like, how how long had the timeless child been alive before the Doctor started counting how old they were, which was from, you know, the William Hartnell regeneration. Like, there's... Who knows how much time before that? Like, perhaps billions incorporates all of the previous Doctors, all of the lives that Tectaeon kept taking and ruining right up to now um anyway that's that's that i'm mad for just moogle it that is very funny grant um brayden says well while blue yonder is maybe one of my favorite episodes in years that is a big call the perfect mix of funny camp scary and touching some initial reactions and feelings 
this type of character work is what made me love Doctor Who initially and something that I feel has been missing a little bit. So, Russell T. Davis doing what Russell T. Davis does best, writing a strong character-driven story and then putting two incredible actors and only two actors is so thrilling to me. Um, Absolutely. I totally concur. Like, I mean, if you've got David Tennant and Catherine Tate, you just go, of course I'm writing a two-hander for them. Like... They're amazing. Like, I don't need to kind of crowd them out of the episode. Like, I I feel like a little bit that Donna, the Donna I love, was not as present in the giggle because there was so much story to churn through um, and we didn't get enough of her being her. Um, except for when she smashed that petrol doll against the wall. Um, that was very Donna. Um... Uh, Brayden also says, how good is Tenant? The subtle changes between 14 and 10 are just incredibly well acted. The freak out and recovery in the little hallway, the kissing and holds Donna, holding Donna's hand to comfort her, the way he hugs Wilf, all things I can't see 10 doing. But with all that the Doctor has been through, it makes perfect sense and it's so real. I'm loving that Russell T. Davis is dealing with the flux timeless child and that the Doctor is still queer now that they're male again. All things that will pee off the right people. How does everyone else feel? I mean, I'm the same. Like, I feel like, like you know, there was uh, someone had uh, said, you know, why do you think this Doctor, you know, is kind of crushing on Isaac Newton? Is Is that, you know kind of just meant to be a a tongue out to that crowd and I'm like no I feel like it's kind of a bridge between so the doctor is a woman um played you know by Jodie Whittaker and the next incarnation of the doctor is Judy Gutwire and I feel like this is a perfect bridge between those two it's like oh I still have you know these kinds of feelings and I have this kind of you know emotion uh, and then I'm going on, you know, to become this person. And that's, it's just like a, it feels like a more natural course instead of like it being a, oh, I'm back to being who I was three gen- regenerations ago. I am someone new who's in between, who just happens to look and sound like someone who I was. Um, yeah, I really like this, Brayden. This is fun. Um, all right, we'll continue here in the uh, Time Eddie theory verse, <laughs> theory dome bubble, uh, where we haven't seen Christmas in the next episode. dust coming from still finding debris after vacuuming ufx 10 pro omni robot vacuum has 8,000 pa of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets and it's totally hands-free want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only 799 dollars